Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's Cameron with the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. On today's episodes, we recap everything that went good and everything that went bad with the third annual Riru Classic. And then we set our eyes forward to the second annual Louisiana Strongest Man. Stay tuned for our sponsors and enjoy the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have ImpactMouthGuards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at ImpactMouthGuards.com and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for $3, $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones that come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. We just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our beautiful co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How you doing today, Matt? Better now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we got a lot of beer left over from yesterday, <laughs> so... Um, we're going to be finishing these off for a little bit. How's good. your day been, man? Um, Good, good. Rough start. Got up. Didn't want to get up, but I got up. Man, <laughs> I didn't want to get up either. Um, I, I I wound up falling asleep on the couch several times yesterday. I know, got home from the competition, and I fell asleep from like 5 to like 8.30. Mm-hmm. Woke up, then, you know, ate dinner, did a couple of things. Went to bed at 11 and slept until 10. Nice. Yeah. I slept until my wife woke me up. Oh, you just got to throw the whole wife away. Huh? You just got to throw the whole wife away. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Start over. Yeah, can't ha- can't have that. <laughs> but you actually had some extra things going on. So yesterday, we uh, we did the 30 annual Ruguru Classic, which that's the main thing we're going to talk about today. Yep. But afterwards, you also went and watched the LSU game. So 
that no, not quite what happened. I had to cut out a little bit because it was my nephew's first birthday. Yes. And then after that, I went home and watched the game. So what time did you wind up just winding down at the end of the day? I got to my house probably about 5.30. Okay. So, yeah, you're you're just you're just as, if not more, wiped than I am. Yeah, I was pretty damn wiped. I was exhausted. But yesterday was a good day, though. It was a great day. So you were telling me a story about something right before we started with, like, Rage, Rage Against the Machine. Oh. So let's get uh, let's get that out of your brain. Uh, it's, it's a little bit political, but not really. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they got back together and they yeah. started touring again. And all these older guys in their 40s and 50s who listened to Rage Against the Machine back in the day were, like, all mad because they took, like, this really out there political stance. And, like, I can't believe they went that way. It's like. They're rage against the machine. What What the fuck did you expect him to be like? What did you think the machine was? That's what I'm saying. It's like they're rage against the machine. Yeah, it's like, not like they're firing shots at a toaster. Right. They've been that way forever. What, how, I don't know. It just made me laugh. Made me chuckle. I've honestly never just really liked them like, musically. It's never my kind of thing. I did. I always liked their music. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're singing about, but fuck it. They get down. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So the 30 Anniversary Classic is behind us. Yep. Um I think while we didn't have the while we didn't have that big of a turnout compared to some of the other comps, I think this was definitely our smoothest comp that we have ever had. Yeah, I think we operated like a well-oiled machine. Um, part of it, I'm sure, had to do with the with the lower attendance. Um, like, I'm sure that was part of it, but we also at this point we've we've seen some of the mistakes we've made in the past. We've corrected those mistakes, and we planned ahead a lot better for this one. I think the lower numbers made for not as long of a day but it didn't really affect the execution of what we did okay uh because the communication was 100 percent. everybody was attentive and listening we got in groups and talked how we were going to execute every event as needed you know we were asking questions when necessary and i think what we did was we made the competition area smaller and more compact mm-hmm. and that made it easier to manage and control when you say smaller and more compact, what do you mean? We had a designated competition area. Yeah. So everything basically happened in one area except for the bag of a bar. And it's because you have to do that outside. Yes. Um, so for, for me, when you have all of your volunteers concentrated in one area, just going from one event after the other, it was just easier to control. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, we've had sometimes two events going on at one time. They're spread out. The volunteers are spread out. You can't effectively communicate. Um, and that caused a little chaos sometimes. It felt like yesterday everyone was just on point. So I will say this. We almost did have that mm-hmm. uh, because the original plan was while the while the bag over bar, while the sandbag over bar event was ha- happening, sandbag for height. Right. Uh, sandbag throw for height. So I just realized sandbag over bar, that can mean a lot of things. While we were doing the sandbag throw for height event, mm-hmm. we were originally also going to run the frame carry event at the same time. Right. But we saw the weather, and we thought it was far more important to prioritize getting all the athletes through that event early in the day before the rain came right. than it was trying to get a shorter day in. I'm kind of glad we didn't split it up. Me too. Because uh, also, when we were done with sandbag throw, um, while the athletes were taking a break, we had all hands on deck to clear it and all hands on deck to set up the next event. Yes. So it was... To me, it just felt easier to run. Definitely, definitely. And at this point, the infrastructure of the gym is a lot stronger than it's ever been as well. Mm-hmm. So 
we didn't have to relocate a lot of platforms. We right. didn't have like we only had to relocate one platform for this event, and that was just get the monolith center stage for the squad event. Right. And which once we were done with that, it just stayed there. Yeah, because God knows we did not want to move a squat uh, monolith in the middle of a comp. No, no, that would have been that would have been pretty chaotic. I think we literally had eight people moving the monolith back. Jesus, when it was time to move it. I think it's a behemoth. So we figured out the trick, though, mm-hmm. and it'd be better if we had three furniture dollies, mm-hmm. but we got a furniture dolly under the main center beam, and we got a furniture dolly under one foot, and from there, we just had to support the weight and make sure it didn't dig in with the other foot. Okay. But yeah, if we can just get that thing on the three furniture dollies in the future, then it it's real easy to move after that. We can make a furniture dolly. That's real easy. Why would we make one when they're like 30 bucks? Really? They're that cheap? I'm pretty sure. I thought it'd be more expensive than that. Probably not. Okay, cool. No, then again, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I may be completely ass backwards on that one. I mean, hell, in theory, we could we could buy some tubing and just make a big furniture dolly. We could. Yeah. Like any of the machines would fit on, including the monolith. Yep. But. But yeah, that's now, uh, so our third annual Ruger Classic is now in the past. I can't tell you how many people came up to us and told us what a good show it was. Really made me feel like we're moving in the right direction for it. The competitors uh, seemed like they were having a good time throughout the whole thing. Definitely, definitely. And we found some local guys who, well, when I say local, uh, some Mandeville guys, some Lake Charles guys that don't have a place to train, they're going to start coming on Saturdays. Cool, perfect. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, your, your, guy, your guy, Justin, he... Uh, yeah, he, he said that he, he regrets not coming to more Saturdays because that stone whooped his ass. Yep. So. yep. I, I think I texted him a few times before. Like, hey, when are you coming out? When are you coming out? And just kind of, he never never made it out. Yeah. And uh, yesterday he saw, you know, hey, maybe I should come out some more. Maybe. Um, so now we're going to shift focus to Louisiana's strongest man. Yep. We need to go ahead and start promoting that pretty much. Right now, guys, sign up Louisiana Strongest Man. Well, it's not on Iron Podium yet, so we're going to use what we got yesterday from Concession Tales to actually get it on Iron Podium, get it sanctioned, and then, yeah, we're going to start promoting the shit out of it. We need, uh, can start just uh, discussing the events and how we're going to run those and whatnot. So we already have the events decided. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm going to do this time that I didn't do for Rougarou mm-hmm. is... Within a week of it actually being live on Iron Podium, we're going to have the weight matrix put up. Okay. Within a month, we're actually going to have like the deadlift event set up exactly how we want to run it. At least one of the lanes. That way, we can start troubleshooting earlier. We can start. Uh, we can start putting out more promotional videos. Because let's face it, my ADHD has me a bit of a procrastinator, <laughs> and I, I can't tell you how much of the work for this last comp we did in the last three weeks. Right. Like the the events were set in stone, but like the platforms for the for the uh, the monolith, they weren't put together until a few weeks prior. That's really the only thing like everything else we already had on hand. We already had uh, dialed in, but that could have been done a lot better. That way we could have posted more videos on what people could expect for that day. Right. So we're not going to make that mistake again. And uh, we're actually going to promote the shit out of this next comp. Perfect. Yep. Um. We also have a powerlifting meet coming up on February 11th. Mm-hmm. I'm not the promoter for that comp. Uh, Garrett Botsy is. Uh, we're we're really just the venue, but we'll still be selling concessions that day and and that kind of stuff. Okay. So, cool. Cool. So yeah, right now we're up to three t- competitions a year. 
And next year, we might have another fall comp that we have to kind of have in the back of our mind as well. Yeah, you were telling me a little bit about that yesterday. So I was told to reach back out to him in January, but uh, Louisiana Renaissance Festival does a Scottish weekend every okay. year. And they've, in the past, had some Highland Games guys come out and just do, like, demonstrations. Mm-hmm. I think we should try to do a full-on competition. A Highland competition? So not a Highland Games. They have something that's in the middle of Highland Games and Strawman called mm-hmm. Highlander. Okay. Where it's kind of taking events from both. Everybody's still in kilts and all that cool stuff. <laughs> um, but the way we could do that is just run two weight classes. We do a heavyweight and a lightweight. Uh, and then a women's if we have any uh, women that want to compete for that. And... I, I don't know what the events are going to be for that yet. We might do a, we might do a block press. We'll probably try and bring the Husafel stones back out. Uh, and I'll get some Highland Games implements so that we can do like weight over bar. Cool, stuff cool. Stuff like yeah. that. Because I think that's one thing we're lacking here is we don't own any Highland Games implements. And I think we probably should. I think so, too. Oh, we're give, getting... me, give me one second to adjust something here. Yeah, what's up? Take that off. All right, now I can hear you better. I disconnected my phone from my hearing aids. Ah, so, so what was it? Were were we echoing in your ears? I I, I muted it. Uh, I muted the stream on my phone. But what happened was my hearing aids were still treating it like I was live streaming it. Mm. So it lowered the surrounding noise. So I really couldn't hear you so well. Interesting. So I disconnected so it amplifies my surrounding sound again. I can hear you a little better. Okay. All right. So, you know what? Let's let's actually run through the Ruguru and the prep. Okay. So, day before, we got here at, let's see, I got here at 6 a.m. on Friday morning. Yeah. Just because I had some clients. We did weigh-ins from 8 till till noon, and then we did weigh-ins again from 2 to 5, which we had a little over half of the competitors actually come and weigh in the day before. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, after 5 o'clock, called a few of us. We actually tore down the gym, and we got everything built up, and it took us less than an hour to actually get all the big pieces moved and set up. And by the time you got here, it was just like set up these tables, vacuum up a little bit. Yep, I didn't have to move equipment for once. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was great. Um, but we definitely leaned on you hard the next day. Yep. Um, then next day, we got here at 7 a.m. to set the – I think that was the first time we've actually set up the full, the full upright setup that we have. I can't think because when we did our first Ruguru event, we didn't have to set it up that high. No, that's true. That's true. So I think this is the first time that we set it up for height, and it definitely came in handy because what we got to 15 feet. That sounds right. Yeah, we had a few athletes who were able to get over 15 feet. So, and I'm glad we had all that extra metal lying around just for some extra bracing because while I do think it would have held, it would have been wobbly. It would have been a lot more wobbly. So mm-hmm. I think uh, having that metal lying around for extra bracing really came in handy. Yep. Uh, so we got that set up. Um, people started practicing on it. Let's see what else we got. The we got the t-shirt set up. We got the session set up. The by the time the over or by the time the weight over bar event, not the weight over bar, the the sandbag the sandbag throw event was mm-hmm. done. We already had some people warming up with the sandbags, which yep. the sandbags were all were all labeled, easy to find. And they started getting ready for the sandbag press. That one ran like clockwork. Yep. Like that, and that was the one thing that I noticed is we didn't have any huge mal- uh, equipment malfunctions this year. Pretty pretty hard to mess up a sandbag. It is, but I never mean, know. You, you remember downtown throwdown? 
I'm sorry. Oh yeah, like that's true. The um, yeah, we exploded one of the bags. Yes, and, and you know it had nothing to do with the promoter because I know she's listening. <laughs> I she's actually one of our one of the people that that listens to us every week. I'm very mm-hmm. thankful for Jamie. But yeah, those those muscle pirate sandbags just didn't hold up, and they no. Actually, I think I was the one who busted one. Yeah, and they just they kept opening up on people. Yep. Um, and that might be why they no longer make sandbags, and they've completely rebranded their company. Yep. Um. But, yeah, the sandbag press, it went well. I'm very glad that we didn't wind up ripping some of the stitching on those sandbags because that is a newer company, and I was a little worried about that. But our Freedom Strength sandbags, they they held up, and they were one of the sponsors for the show. They actually provided those sandbags that we used. I like those sandbags. I do, too. They're, I mean, I hate them because they're sandbags, but I like them because they're very well built. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, we moved on to the squat. You said there was one little hiccup with the squat. There was one hiccup, and that was one of our lightweight competitors. Um, we did not stack the boxes correctly for his height on one side, so his squats were unfortunately not uh, level. <laughs> one side hit higher than the other. But what we did do was we gave him credit for the last rep. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, it was a no call because they – the tire on the lower side didn't hit, mm-hmm. but we gave him the credit for that rep, um, which it wouldn't have. It didn't affect the outcome anyway. Okay. Um, it wasn't. I don't think it was a close competition in that event. I'd have to go back and look at the scores. I'm not really sure, but we gave him the credit on that rep, and that was that. That was the only mistake we made the whole day. Was that um, was that Tyler or was that uh, what's his name Case? I think that is that right? No, I met a case. I'm not sure which Chris. one it was. It was a he had a beard. I remember him. He had a beard, blonde yes. hair guy. Yeah, he he's the guy that says he's gonna start coming to some straw man Saturdays. He's from yeah. Lake Charles. I hope he does. He's very strong. He is. And uh he definitely enjoyed the show a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad it really didn't affect the outcome. That was the only hiccup we had. Um and then after that, no more hiccups. Everybody was on point. You know, everybody was listening to the calls as they were coming out. It went smoothly. Good, good. Uh, so after the squat was over, we moved on to the frame carry. Mm-hmm. So we had some issues with those handles during Louisiana Strongest last year. Right. Where one of the bumper plates actually got caught on the uprights. We couldn't get them back off. Right. So we and only use metal plates to score around. Yes. When we were packing up, I literally said all of the bumper plates, they're either going to be used for our stanzas mm-hmm. or they're going to be put up into the storeroom. Right. So that's so we literally took all of the bumper plates in the building and we got them as far away from the, the competition as we could this year. Smart. Just Smart to make idea. sure that didn't happen. Uh, so we didn't have that same problem and it went awesome. One thing I did not expect, I did not expect for the rubber flooring to kind of do what it did. It caught that it caught the gap where the match come together. And yeah, like just right. Yeah. And the first time it happened, I was like, okay freaky accident and then it happened again i'm like what the shit it only happened twice though yeah it only happened twice so. which it wasn't a huge deal no because it was an easy fix yes um but it was still it, i thought it was funny i was like what the shit is going on here the the one that caught me off guard was pat <laughs> pat <laughs> he full he, vertical he grabbed the handles as far back as he possibly could and that frame tipped almost vertical and if you and if you know pat 
you know, he's built like a dryer plug. He's short and very <laughs> stout. So the 45s on the front end almost, or they dug into the ground, and he almost flipped the frame end over end. He did it twice. He did it on the go, on the yep. the first leg of it, and then on coming back. And I watched him pick um, going back, and like you said, his hand were as far back as you can go. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I with that particular frame, I've always do off center slightly to the rear same but he went all the way back which which is fine if you don't take off like a banshee right but he took off so fast that there wasn't enough time for it to kind of level out a little bit before he took off right um which you know it's a good problem to have um patrick you're just too damn strong bud yeah uh, which, you know, that was, that was an equipment malfunction. That was just a user error. Yeah. It's just it, it, like his height was against him. The, the dimensions of the frame were against him and his speed. Well, normally as an asset, you know, it's just like bottoming out on a yoke. If you take off too fast, Yep. you know, same concept. Uh, so let's see. That's the first four events. And then the last event was the stone over bar. That was fun. Yes, we wound up. Uh, we I was originally going to make it to where they faced the audience, but mm-hmm. I decided that was a really bad idea. And it ended up looking better. I th- I think so too. You know that uh, way I think it made for a much better show that way. Yeah, that way you don't see someone's ass the whole time. So whose idea was it to put the hundreds on the back end and on the competitors end, put the twenty fives instead? I think Daryl said that. That was it a was, good idea. It was either Daryl or Mr. Preston. It, it made for a much better area for the athletes to work in. Because if mm-hmm. we would put hundreds on the athlete side, then they wouldn't have had much room to actually get down there and, and fold the stones. Um, that particular event, I'm going to highlight a couple of guys. Uh, Lewis Nelson and Charles Hollis. Okay. I think it's Charles Hollis. His first name is Charles for sure. But Lewis and Charles were the last two standing in their weight class and the heavyweight, mm-hmm. and they pushed us down. For heavyweight novice? Heavyweight or heavyweight. I don't remember exactly which, mm-hmm. but they were heavyweight. They pushed the stone to 76 inches. Okay. And Lewis got the win with putting the stone over, I think it was Lewis, for over 76 inches. So I'm going to highlight Mark Levins, Atlas's very own Mark Levins. Mm-hmm. Because he was dealing with the 290 stone. Damn, that's heavy. He popped it up into a full clean. It left his chest, and he caught it. (laughs) I wish I would have seen that. And then he pressed it 70 inches. Does anybody have it on video? Yes, I have it on video. Oh, I want to see that. And it is incredible. (laughs) He he went for one higher. Like, he won the event and then just said, I want to go higher. Just see. I, I have never seen that dude so hyped up. Chris did that, too, in the lightweight. Um, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris, is it Chris? I think it's Chris. Ellis? Yeah. Yeah. He did that, too. He won He won his stone event. But he was heavyweight novice, right? Oh, he was light. What? Oh, he was lightweight novice? He was lightweight. He was a skinny. He's, he's, a, he's a smaller guy. Okay. Um, he's, so his would have been 205. Yeah, he's jacked, but he's, he's a lighter fella. Um, he had one outright, and we were moving the other stone in to get ready for the next division. He's like, wait, I'm not done. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and said, you, you already won. He said, all these other guys got to fail. I want to fail. Okay. I like um, that, too. To uh, his credit, he didn't fail. Pat, <laughs> Pat did the same thing. Pat, uh, you know, because the heavyweights and the the heavyweights and the middleweights, they were using the same size stone for, mm-hmm. for this event. He had already won in his weight class for that event. Right. He had them bump it all the way up to just over what Mark did. Uh-huh. 
because he pushed it over 76 inches in in practice. Right. So he wanted to beat Mark. And he did? He did not. He no. could, yeah, he he couldn't he couldn't <laughs> like get it stabilized. Right. But um but yeah, that would have been a thing to see. That would have been. Yeah. But that 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 would to me those are some of the highlights of the day. Definitely. They showed out with the stones. Definitely. Um Keith, why well, can't I remember uh, Keith's last name right now? Los. Keith Los, Losey. Mm-hmm. No, it's Losey, not Los. Oh, it's Losey? Yep. Oh, my bad. Uh, Keith Losey, he, his squat, you know, just like his deadlift, he always explodes in the face. He goes full <laughs> Mikhail yeah. Shivlikov on it. He blessed our platform. So, and I told I told his son, um, you know, just, hey, just help us remember next time y'all are here to, like, put a uh, trash bag down. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like not to the point where it gets in the way, but just to uh, make cleanup just go a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we love to see it, but we hate cleaning it up. <laughs> we were out there with disinfecting rags. Yeah, and now now we have a stain on our platform. Yeah, hey, um, he, he blessed it. It is what it is. Um, he, he apologized profusely. I was like, no way about it, man. Yeah, he always ta- does. We you just left we, a tattoo. It's good. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> um, so that Mark's press or, you know, his stone press. Yeah. Those were probably my two favorite moments of the mm-hmm. of the day, and actually, uh, Tyler uh, Tyler Burstall, yeah, his sandbag throw, yeah, he broke for fifteen feet. He did. He did with forty five pounds at his frame, which is crazy. It is like the dude's explosive as shit. I also didn't realize how big his legs were until I saw him yesterday. Like, Jesus, quad daddy, man. He also has not deadlifted four hundred five yet with those quads. Damn man! Somehow, <laughs> I, I I told him he needs to come back so we can get him there. But uh, yeah, he moved to the other side of town, so he just drops in on weekends. Right. Um, but we'll keep working on him because he only works like fifteen minutes from here. Yeah, Tyler's deceptively strong. Yes, I didn't really appreciate how strong he was until yesterday. Yeah. So we had uh, another shootout to another uh, shout out to an Atlas uh, member, Frank. I'm sorry, Larry. I keep doing that because he reminds me of a guy I know named Frank. But uh, but Larry, yeah, have you met Larry? Larry. Yeah, he trains in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, 52 years old. It was his first comp. He did good. He did awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, did he win? No, but he's 52 years old, and it was his first comp. Yeah, he definitely like, uh, he showed some balls. Yes. He went out there with everybody else, didn't quit, didn't make excuses for himself or anything like that. He gave it his best. And he had been training his ass off. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Yeah, but I look forward to seeing what his next steps are. I hope he competes again. In fact, remind me to uh, shoot him a text message. I'll ask him what's next. Okay. And uh, another shout-out to Katie. Yep, she had a hell of a day. So, Katie, she, she unfortunately wound up competing on her own because we had to combine her weight class with uh, with the with the uh, Women's Open. Mm-hmm. I know one of the women who were going to compete, she broke her foot, and another one, I think, uh, I think it was the weather, wound mm-hmm. up uh, the, between the weather and the combining weight classes. You know, just it wasn't worth it. Um, but she came out and she, she showed up Yep. like every, every event she could have come in, like she could have done one squat and, and, and walked away. She could have done one press and walked away, but she went for broke on every single event. She, how and many reps she had on squat? She had a lot. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I'd have to look at the score sheet, but I want to say it was pushing double digits, but, but I am definitely proud of how well Katie did. Mm-hmm. Especially this, this one was important to her. Because last year's Ruguru, she got a back injury mm-hmm. while prepping for last year's Ruguru. Yep. And she wasn't able to compete. Yep. So being able to compete this year was very important to her, and she was able to cross that goal off the board. Um, we gave her the first place win, you know, because it was 
She was the only one. We didn't give her the best female overall that right. day. Uh, just it felt weird giving her that medal too when she was the only one that competed. Right. So what we did is we put another goal on the board for her, the sandbag over or not sandbag the stone over bar height that she missed, which I think was like sixty five inches. Mm-hmm. She hits that by the end of the year. I'm giving her that medal. Good. So that's 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 her new goal. And yeah, after that we uh, we gave awards. We sold almost all of our jambalaya. Really? Sold almost all of our t-shirts. Yeah, like I have um. I have these two Tupperware containers. They're about six inches around and about two inches thick. Yeah, those are full of jambalaya. Um, I had one for, I had one for breakfast because I forgot to buy eggs, <laughs> and I have one more. So like we didn't wind up with too much. We had a lot of drinks left over, which means we don't have to buy drinks for April. And um, yeah, sold almost all the t-shirts and just gave the rest to volunteers. Perfect. So yeah. Not bad. I, th- I think it was. I think it turned out to be a damn good show. <laughs> um, we we didn't, and this is the least important part. But we didn't lose money on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some cool equipment out of it. Yep. <clears throat> uh, like the the Hoosfell stones. We got we that, that came about because of this comp. The Freedom Strength sandbags came about because of this comp. The barbell rescue tools came about because of this comp. Like yeah, and now it's time to focus on April. It was really cool meeting David. I was glad to see him, you know, he, come out here. David is a good dude. He's gonna be back for April because you know we're actually going to have his stones in our event for April. I um, was really able to appreciate how big he was when I met him. It's like Jesus Christ, man! He is six five and like four plenty. Uh, he's built like, like a gorilla. Yes, uh, he's actually gone to Scotland and done like the stone tours. That's cool. Yeah, I shook his hand and it felt like shaking a first baseman's mitt, something like that. Yeah, made out of cast iron, pretty much. But uh, and he's got some really cool toys. I'm looking forward to having him out to set up his booth again. Yep. Uh, we bought one of his implements, or not implements, but so so David, he's the owner of Sticks and Stones. Uh, one of our, he's you might rec- if you didn't scroll past the sponsors for the podcast, we've already talked about him. But he makes uh he makes molds for DIY weights. Like he's been training barefoot in his backyard for the last two years since COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes molds for plates that fit on a two inch bar. He makes pul- molds for kettlebells. We bought his kettlebell mold, and we're going to make uh we're gonna make a seventy pound kettlebell out of his kettlebell mold that looks really cool. And then we're gonna make a circus dumbbell and a circus barbell with it. Nice. So definitely looking forward to that. And he has solidified my idea that we need an outdoor strongman like yard type area as well. Which, uh, if we can make that happen, that's going to look very cool. It will. Yep. And I think that's going to get a lot more people here that you know want a little bit more of a primal kind of a thing going on. Primal. Yeah. Not not like that though. We're still going to eat just regular steak instead of like liver and testicles. Yeah, I'm going to pass on his testicles. Yeah. Yeah. That's what God I have, said. I when have he was two, and that's you. all I need. All I need is the two that I have. Okay. I don't need to eat anyone else's testicles. To be fair, I don't think he's eating anyone else's testicles. I think he's eating them from, like, live animals. God. Like bulls, elephants. Bull. Bull elephant testicles. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what did we learn from this comp that we can pull to the next one? What did we? What did we fuck up on? Well, really... What did we fuck up on? I don't know if we can really say we fucked up anything yesterday. What could we do better then? Just get more people. Okay. Let's just have a bigger show. So we just need to focus on marketing and promoting the show more. So I think we need to get our volunteers earlier this year. Mm -hmm. 
Like I need to, I need to start putting out, putting the feelers out much sooner than three weeks. Um, I agree, but that that part is always going to be hard. It is because uh, people just don't know what their schedule is going to look like. Yep. Um, you know, it might be easier for me to just say, "Hey, look, at this day, this time, I'm going to be here." Yeah. But you it's know, like I always know I can count on you. I always know I can count on Daryl. I always right. know I can count on Mr. Preston. But we're kind of we're you know we're masters of our own little universe. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of our volunteers are not necessarily in that position. Yeah. Because uh, whenever you live under someone else's roof and someone else is paying for your food, you kind of do what they say. You do. Which you know, Nico showed up. He worked his ass off too. In a kilt, no less. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and remind me, I actually have him an Atlas patch at home mm-hmm. that fits on his kilt. Perfect. Yeah, You'll love it, it. Yeah, it's got a little Velcro patch. Well, I showed him that this was Velcro, mm-hmm. um, and he got real excited. But, you know, I wasn't about to give him the one off my own hat. Right. So no. I got one at home for him. Perfect. And I kind of want to get that same kilt, too, because it's actually, like, the colors of, like, my family history's clan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get that same kilt and just slap it on mine. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I know getting getting our volunteers earlier, as early as we can. Yeah, promoting our, are there any big sponsors that we should go after this year? Any big any, sponsors? I know Rain's back in the game now because they took a break during COVID, so I want to get Rain out to Louisiana strongest. There's Rain that Cerberus always does stuff. Um, and I don't really like dealing with Cerberus. Really? So Cerberus, their idea of sponsoring is they give a discount code for products. It's not really a sponsorship. No, it is not a sponsorship. But, yeah, that's what their reps told us. But, like, we don't need any other stuff. We have their stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look and see. Cause I know, I know how, how we're designing the, the, the lever ladder deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, my original plan, was going to be four by sixes, mm-hmm. but I've decided instead we're going to buy uprights from a squat rack. Okay. And we're going to use that because we can actually bolt on, um, we can bolt on weight pins to it. We can put eye bolts through and um, cap them off with washers, and it'll be strong and it'll be modular, so we can disconnect it and leave it against a wall. So it's easy; it's easier to pull out and train. Right. It's easier to store, um, and I just think that makes a hell of a lot more sense mm-hmm. to do it with uprights from a squat rack than it does trying to build something out of wood. Because in the past, we have built things out of wood, and those things have failed. So I want to make sure that doesn't happen again. Also, we're going to keep away like 90-plus-year-old men from our equipment. Yes. If your dad wants to touch anything, he can go home and touch himself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's just not going to touch our equipment. Oh, our live has ended. Ah, that's fine. It, it, it is what it is. Um, let's see. What else was I going to – ah, I think my phone's dead. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I just looked over there, and uh, my phone's not plugged in. Um, so I'm trying to recap the events. I know we have the, we have the, the lever ladder deadlift, which Mm -hmm. apparently that's what it's called Viking press. I want to come up with another Viking press implement. Maybe we can figure out a way to also use a, the upright first squat rack for a Viking press, Mm -hmm. because I don't think everyone's going to be able to push weight on the Conan's wheel attachment. I agree, and I actually, I've kind of him and hawed over the uh, Conan's wheel as a Viking press implement. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm just not a fan of it. So I think it looks really cool, mm-hmm. but I think we can come up with a better solution between now and then. Um, 
Now, granted, the way we've been doing it, it's with the weight stack where we had it for the Conan's wheel. Mm-hmm. We can slide it back. True. To make it to give more of a lever and make it lighter. Uh, so that might be what we wind up doing. Um, but if we do that, I want to have better handles fabricated. Right. Because I, I really don't like the I don't like the width of the handles that we have, and I want to I want something with a few more grip options. Okay. Um. So. Let's see. We have lever ladder, Viking press. We already have the plans for the Hoosfell stone. That's easy. However, I do want to find something in the 150 range because I don't think it's fair to have our novice women use a stone that's 210. I can agree with like, that. I want to see if we can find like some river rock or something because mm-hmm. I do still want it to be a natural stone, but I don't want it to be something that they can't manage. And we'll have our we'll have our our novice women and our lighter weight women use that instead of the two ten stone. Everybody else, it's two ten, three ten, four ten. We have a point system for a reason. We don't expect everyone to carry it. Right. Um. Then we have the truck pull. So I gotta start reaching out and getting a truck secured and guaranteed for us to use, and then backups just in case they back out on us. Right. And I'll try to do that asap. And then the final one is going to be um. The, the stone over bar. And we need to test that one to make sure the plan is going to work. But I want to do a three stone series. Mm-hmm. I want to run two lanes at a time on the Conan's wheel. Okay. That's the plan. That's going to be our bar because it's a nice long bar. If that doesn't work, we still have those telephone poles. We can always just build something with the telephone poles. Hmm. From an aesthetics perspective? I might be kind of leaning towards a telephone pole. It it depends on on whether or not this works. Cause, right. uh, I mean, I know they've been sitting out there a while. Yes. They've been sitting out there for a while, and I don't necessarily want to use them. Right. So if uh, if the – if the that's why I want to test the Conan's Will idea early because I want to come up with a better plan than using the telephone poles as, as soon as we can. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I also just realized I can probably also use some uprights from a squat rack to replace the the uh, Hercules hold uprights. Mm-hmm. It could probably be done. But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, anything else you want to talk about today, man? Uh, oh, I got one thing. What's we've, that? we've had two huge deaths in the last couple of weeks for uh, for for, ner- for nerdum. Well, I know about the one that I heard today, but what was the other? Oh, Right. Yeah, Batman died. Kevin Conroy and and Jason David Frank died this morning. Yep. And apparently he was he was forty nine years old and supposedly he died by suicide. Really? Yes. That's terrible. I it, my childhood has taken a serious hit these last couple of weeks between yeah. Kevin Conroy and Jason David Frank. What did Kevin Conroy pass of? Uh, cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was he was he was in his sixties and he had cancer. I'm surprised to hear that. Um, Jason David Frank. Did I say that right? Yes. Pass from suicide. That's terrible. I mean, you never know what people are going through, man. And yeah. and while while he's been very successful on the con circuit, mm. I can't imagine it. Like I could see how making your entire career off of Power Rangers mm. can eat away at you. Wasn't he also a pretty accomplished MMA fighter? He was. He was at one point, mm. but like he's. He's been in, I think, three of the different Power Rangers series, mm-hmm. and he makes his money off of doing cons, 
and going to um or made his money and then doing like um like when bat and the sun did a scorpion versus the white ranger he actually showed up to be the white ranger for that right so he does stuff like that which they also did a uh i think it was green ranger versus um versus spider-man it was really cool and you know the green ranger was winning until spider-man got the symbiote suit uh-oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's what I remember seeing. There there was one, I don't remember who the like that's what my brain is remembering. I may be wrong, but it was a bat in the sun where uh where for some reason this guy was after the symbiote and Spider-Man was stopping him and then the glass broke and clinged to Spider-Man. Right. And you know, it was game over when he got the the symbiote suit. Right. Yeah, because he he's an entirely different fighter at that point. He, yeah, a little bit. He he stops talking shit. He takes it seriously, and he ends it quick. But yeah, so those two things happen. Anything else you want to talk about? Nothing off the top of my head, man. All right. Well, in that case, we are going to take this one in for a landing. I know we missed last week just because we were prepping for Ruguru, but we are back on our weekly schedule. So we will see y'all next week. Y'all have a good one. See ya. See ya. Just a quick recap of the sponsors. We have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouth Guards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouth guard. Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at the Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show, if you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.